Hello, everybody. Welcome to your Hard in the Paint NBA podcast, the only NBA podcast that is not infected with coronavirus. I am your host, Matt, and again, joined by Michael on this wonderful audio version of our weekly show on the day after St. Patrick's Day, potentially the worst St. Patrick's holiday in uh, probably 100 years. But before we get into our coronavirus NBA talk... Let's give a special shout out to our sponsor for this episode of Hard the Paint Podcast. That is Purell. Now you may know that there's Purell and it's hand sanitizer, and that's what you're supposed to use, you know, when you're uh, out and about in your corn time needs. However, did you know that you can make Purell at home using your favorite spirits uh, and get whatever kind of scents and flavors you like? Now, this is not endorsed by the FDA as the alcohol content is not strong enough normally to actually kill the virus for sure. However, it can make a nice substitution, uh, particularly if you're one of our Tennessee viewers that uh, can no longer get Purell because of that one guy that bought 17,000 bottles of it and now is uh, was price gouging and then got kind of arrested for it. But uh, head on over to your local grocery store and uh, price gouge the Purell because who knows if you're ever going to find it again and who knows if this is the end of the world. And with that, let's hop right into the NBA news. So breaking fucking coverage right now is four Nets players have been diagnosed with the coronavirus, the novel COVID-19 virus. And uh, most notably, of course, is the one Nets player that actually hasn't played for the Nets yet, and that is Kevin Durant. So what do you think? You think this, um, you know, last week you and I were talking about, like, what if the season gets postponed enough that, like, Clay comes back, Kyrie come back, and Katie come back? But I think that's basically thrown out right yeah now that's that idea just can't exist i mean we've had uh hot take artists such as bill simmons rip off our nets lakers championship predictions for this postponed season and now that you know kevin durant and at least three others and who knows how many more uh have that that doesn't seem like that's going to happen anytime this year uh so that's that's a pretty big yikes moment well, the kind of the crazy thing about like the development of this coronavirus is that, um, you know, I thought it was from bats out in China, but I guess it's actually snakes out in Brooklyn. Who would have imagined? So uh, Brooklyn also fired their head coach. This was actually pre-COVID nineteen destroying the world, but um, that's what we were going to lead with, and then coronavirus happened. So the Nets got rid of their coach. Season might get basically postponed. So what if the Nets go back into the playoffs as like a seven or eight seed without a coach and potentially have Kyrie Irving? How is that going to work out? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I think I've heard some rumors around that they're, you know, the obvious like meme choice is get Jason Kidd back on that <laughs> coaching staff team, which would be funny. They're thinking whoever might be in the Spurs lineage might be over there. A lot of interesting choices, and I guess they really have all the time in the world to figure out who they want to hire. Uh, interesting part's going to be how much money they offer them if they do pick somebody. Uh, so, 
Yeah, I mean, if we're thinking about this in the future, you know, let's say the Nets are that 7-8. So let's say they get like the 2-7 matchup. I mean, I wouldn't rule out with, you know, a healthy Kyrie. I mean, geez, maybe Kevin Durant at this rate. Like if this just gets going longer and longer. I think they need the uh, Kevin Durant. Absolutely. I think with Kyrie, I don't think they're going anywhere i think you need the kevin durant i i i mean they're kind of scary as a uh, like an upset team i like there there's no way they win the whole thing but they could definitely upset uh you know uh toronto toronto or boston might be the two yeah i wouldn't say that that'd be kind of funny (laughs) the upset boston that'd be kind of funny that that would be really funny but but of course nobody would watch it because there's no fans but yeah absolutely and Maybe one of the more interesting parts about this is, let's say, uh, well, we'll get into what will happen later, but uh, the the Jazz Corner obviously needs a little bit of chit-chat here because of <laughs> how this all started. Uh, and there's like some revisionist history going on, which is absolutely hilarious. Uh, so just for timeline's sake, you know, Gobert was the first player ousted with the coronavirus uh potentially having it during the Toronto game as well as being the reason why the OKC Jazz game got canceled and then kind of started this chain reaction uh and he has possibly spread it to many of his teammates most notably Donovan Mitchell which has caused some chaos in the, in the ranks uh but both of those players actually are doing fine now from their personal uh social media accounts so that's good to hear however uh you know the general idea before the go bear thing happened was we're gonna play without fans and we're gonna try and keep going you know kind of the ncaa route and then you know this news broke literally seconds after the game was supposed to start and they went full stop on everything and maybe in our revisionist sense of the world right now where people aren't taking it seriously and even like the presidential suite is not seems to be like not on the same page at all when it comes to how much you know uh, I guess enforcement they want to stop this virus maybe it was good that Gobert was kind of the bumbling buffoon that spurred all this off kind of helped set the uh set the pace for other you know organizations not necessarily just sports but you know concerts and uh you know even popular places like bowling alleys and skating rinks and arcades and other events so yeah maybe it's a good thing i mean it's still not good because you know all these people got sick and whatnot but meh like Maybe it was like a shot in the arm to actually get us properly worried and proceduratized for this virus. Yeah, I mean, basically the NBA was the first big sports league to take action, Um, you know, followed by the NCAA, hockey, the EPL, European Championships, tennis, but not the Olympics, ironically. Um, I mean, the big thing that really kind of happened is like, I mean, this ha- this Jazz Thunder game was like 
a week ago? Six days ago? Yeah, six days. Last Tuesday or Wednesday, right? So we're talking in about a week. We've gone from we might just have games in San Francisco without fans to don't hang around with more than 10 people at all in your life. So I don't know if anybody, you know, this kind of appreciates just how, you know, quickly this uh, accelerated to like full bro full blown crisis. And it's kind of funny that like Gobert is basically the target of all this, even though, he may not have actually been the person to get it first. Yeah, that's the funny part is I don't think we'll ever know that, but his kind of viral clip of all the microphones is just going to go down in history as like yep. defensive two-time defensive player of the year, coronavirus <laughs> instigator. Pretty much, right? Like that's going to be like the uh the the first like I don't know, I guess like events, right? You know like when they do like uh like history of like a war and it's like got this like the first like flashpoint or whatever. And it's like that's kind of gonna be the thing, is gonna be the go bear tapping on the mic. In the history books, it'll be Rudy Gobert. <laughs> what 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 a way to be famous in a way no other NBA player possibly could be. It's kinda of funny that it also happened with uh like an international player. I mean it was kind of like I mean probabilities were gonna lean in that way but uh, you know we didn't really see this but i was kind of wondering if it was going to turn to this point where it's like we just start blaming like immigrants and poor people and it's like he at least fits like the immigrant part <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah but he's not part of the china virus as, oh that's uh, true as so how about that going. right like the NBA just fucking boned by coronavirus and Hong Kong. <laughs> China <laughs> double in, dipping into the NBA. Basically, yeah, basically booking their seasons. Um, I guess logistically, like, where do you think this kind of goes, right? So obviously, I think at minimum at this point, games for the regular season at least are probably not going to happen. Like, the season... It's probably going to finish like with whatever standings they are now, unless they do like a, I don't know, final three games or something, right? Here's here's the thing. So if we're looking at this calendar wise, you know, they're saying like three months they want everything to be kosher before they start doing games again. That puts us all the way in at least end of June, probably July for for safety so you know that's normally the end of the playoffs right yeah i mean that i mean that's basically start a free agency so yeah it's like post the draft and all that stuff so we've got basically a whole month of playoffs that need to happen uh and now we're saying okay you guys have been like on staycation for three months and and like sure you guys might have had great chemistry and flows going before the virus but now we want you to play playoff games right away without ever without having like any regular season warm-up games or like you know scrimmages besides like your own practice facility maybe so now we've got to like bake in maybe a week and a half 10 days whatever of like games somehow because I don't, I'm not convinced that these, like, if you want a fluke playoffs to happen, like, that's a great way to do it is just say. I, yeah, I don't know if the games would 
count or if they would just be like warm-up games if that makes sense almost like a preseason game well they do this in soccer a lot where before a cup they basically have these like kind of pre-cup matches which are basically friendlies so that way players are just kind of like stable like because obviously a lot of these players are all about like fitness right like the point is like you just start rusting immediately so it's like it's just to kind of get them on like a baseline of of their kind of like in their in their stride before they hit it but i mean so like what well, what are you saying like basically the the standings as they are now would basically be the playoff picture that's that's kind of what i'm going with i don't think we got time to squeeze in the last 20 games all right, so let's uh let's let's run through a tournament match real quick. Let's run through the playoffs if they were to end today. Yeah, I mean, I guess the alternative could be maybe you do like uh some sort of like play-in sort of spot. You know, maybe this is where you shake up the tournament format. You know, I mean, if there's a time where it's like That's a good point. Everything's already fucked anyways. Let's try something new and see if it works. Well, the one thing they won't do now is the 1 through 16 seeding because that would require too much travel. Yeah, that, that's that true. That would have to be off the table. All right, so if it's Bucks Magic, that's your 1-8 matchup as of, like, March 17th. Who are you taking? Also, would this be a seven-game series, or do you think it would go down to, like, five? I think there's reasonable... To, like, speed it up, do you think they would go to, like, five games in the first two rounds? Yeah, they might do that. Like, I I wouldn't be against that either. Like, I get the owners would be I mean, against it, would, it. Yeah. Because they're, but like, at that we point, already like, they, Yeah. Yeah, but they would at least, I mean, making 70% of your money is better than making zero. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> well, the big deal is, like, in the world of sports scheduling and for, like, broadcasting and attendance is, like... Does it fuck with football? If no, we're good. Oh. So as long as we avoid football season and like play around it, we'll be fine. Yeah, which like optimistically this happens basically into the end summer. of August. Yeah, if this whole thing basically runs through the summer and then you're fine. Oh man, what else happens over the summer? Well, you also have Olympics that would be occurring at this exact same time if they still go on. True. Because those are normally oh. August. Yeah, the European Championships got postponed by one year today. Oh shit, dude! The uh, the uh, uh, the the presidential uh, conventions, Milwaukee and uh, Charlotte, right? Absolutely. All right, so I guess that doesn't matter to like Charlotte because they're not in the playoffs in this hypothetical. Holy shit! Could you imagine <laughs> the like Giannis bumping like fucking Joe Biden? I think. People would vote for that. <laughs> so, oh man, that'd be crazy. <laughs> so yeah, basically, I think they'll they'll keep the seedings the way they are now, which kind of dicks like the West more than anybody. Yeah, you're thinking like Portland could have squeezed in if they got healthy back and had a couple cool. games to run it back. I mean, not even just like the eight seed, but like you think about like a team like um, the Rockets, right? And it's like they're currently sixth in the West, but they could just as easily be like a two or a three. Yeah, for all the jockeying for position that we predicted like would three happen. Three or four games in the West makes like a huge swing in your seating. Yeah. 
But who knows? Like, maybe this is good for the East because now we're saying, okay, maybe there's Kyrie and KD. Maybe Oladipo because he looked kind of trash when he first came back. Maybe he'll be fine now. Uh, Giannis obviously had the foot problem. Malcolm Brogdon was out for a long time. You know, uh, the Sixers were having injury issues. That's a good point. A lot of upside in the East for this and maybe in the West, not so much. Well, in the West, it's... I mean, you got kind of, I mean, LeBron basically got a lot of rest this past summer, and this is basically like a mini boost to his rest again. So that might pay dividends. Then he got kind of the Kawhi PG. I mean, they're always about load management. Um, did they not just sign Lance Stevenson too? Did they? I thought Indiana was trying. Okay, maybe that didn't happen because of the corona. But anyways... Uh, I mean, Dude, thinking, okay, uh, if we were, like, rewinding the clocks by, like, three weeks and you're like, which player would get Corona? Like, hands out to be Lance, right? Would be, like, your number one pick? Just blowing in people's ears? I feel like you'd be a tall white guy. I don't know. Like... <laughs> JaVale McGee? Would that be? You know, it'd be funny is uh, if they had signed uh, like J.R. Smith instead of Dion Waiters and immediately got coronavirus. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. oh, no. So anyways, I think one of the interesting little wrinkles to this is, you know, uh, right before everything went to coronapocalypse, uh, LeBron was like putting on a fucking tear of like three weeks of games like... You know, True, if, yeah. I mean, it, to the it, point it, that it was, like, actually infecting the MVP conversation, which was kind of overblown because he had those two good games against Milwaukee and the Clippers. But, like, it's like, guys, <laughs> like, December matters. Like, January matters. Yeah, all I'm saying is, like, that was at least a, a narrative okay. train that people were about to jump on, and now that just kind of got stuck parked. Yeah, it's on ice. Um that's a good point. I mean, does Giannis now basically recapture the MVP because LeBron's momentum is basically uh I halted? think absolutely. Because the, the big knock was going to be Giannis was out with the foot thing. So it was LeBron's time to just keep building this train. Yeah, because the Bucks were on such a slide. They lost like three or four games in a row there to the yeah. point that, you know, at first we were thinking like, oh man, they could crack like 70, 70 wins. Yeah which have been sick. And now it's like, oh, the Lakers are only getting like two and a half games back. <laughs> exactly. So that really uh, kind of dodged a bullet there, I guess, for the Bucks. So I think Giannis is definitely going to win it. And then I think the only other interesting award that would change would be, you know, maybe if we had these 20 more games, 25 more games, maybe people could make an argument for Zion being rookie of the year. Like, but now, now that he's played like only oh, 10 games, 50. absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Still like, even if he had only played like 30 something games, like, I mean, getting the Grizzlies into the playoffs. That, like, I, yeah, I guess if it had come down to the playoff spot and that would have, been the thing, but that's kind of a dick thing to do. Because, like, on paper, the Pelicans are just naturally better because they actually have more lottery picks. 
Yeah. Like very high end lottery picks too, like Brandon Ingram, Alonzo Ball, who are like two, you know, who were drafted second on top of Zion being like a like a number one pick. Um so what about if this goes the other way too, right? So you know, not just like the teams that would make the playoffs, but like the lottery goes the other way. Because like now at this point, like if there's no more games that would count, Golden State and like Cleveland finishes like the bottom two teams. Wait, hold on. They aren't playing each other in the finals? No, they're playing each other for... I don't know who's worthy of the number one draft pick, but I guess that. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, that could be wild, too. I mean... Do they, do they move... Alright, so they would have to move to like a televised draft only, right? Yeah, there's no way they're going to have all the people... No way, right? Like, it would just be, like, reaction videos, right? Where it's, like, we just have Cole Anthony on, like, Skype. Skype. Yeah. I mean, they'd probably do it like the, um, you know, how they televise the All-Star Game draft. Oh, yeah. You know, just put the four dudes on the panel, and they have the big screen where they can just... You know, one cam is, like, Adam Silver, and the other cam is, like all these players just sitting and watching on their desks and whatnot. Cause I mean, it's funny though. Cause in the past, like the top, like there was the MB draft and he didn't show up to the draft. He stayed at home and they brought like a film crew to his house. Do you remember that? Yeah. So I wonder if they would do that. I don't know. Cause like, You know, one, it's like it's a poor draft just in terms of, like, star power, right? So it's already kind of lackluster. But then it's like you throw on the whole point of the whole physical separation <laughs> and, like, minimizing travel. <laughs> Speaking of uh, poor quality, uh, Reddit, of course, has gone full off-season mode. It's been pretty hilarious. Pretty great. Uh, speaking of not not quality though is uh you know all these players have all this free time and they can't go on vacation like they normally would do with all their money so we've got you know, dj reddick's doing these baller podcasts vince carter's oh yo just with jimmy yeah so they did the jimmy butler one that one was really good that, was, that might be my favorite one like, I think this is what we're gonna see I think we're gonna see the rise in like player podcasts right or so like, like a JJ Danny Green CJ McCollum, like all these guys do podcasts. It's all about to like the volume is about to go way, 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 way up now on these things. Well, even like guys like uh, Jimmy and Carmelo have like YouTube channels. Uh, all the like player content, like their Instagram, like TikTok, like whatever they use. I mean, that's all going to go through the roof. I believe there's uh, rumors that some of them are trying to do, like, obviously, like, Dame Dollars, you know, trying to do another album, like, a couple other guys trying to do some music stuff. Um, So that would be, like, crazy, because we're kind of starving for what's going on in these people's lives. <laughs> It'd be sick if they did, like, 5 on 5 through 2K. I know, I think it was, like, the Suns did this with them, like, Twitch. Where it's like they played out games and like Luca hits like fifty. Yeah. But like it'd be kinda of sick if they did like I don't know, Booker and like Aiton 
in like a game of 2K versus like Luca and KP. Well, what they should do, I mean, they they have like these, you know, all these teams have uh, 2K teams with like battle stations in the arena. So like they should just take like the starting five, be like, all right, you guys are gonna play your own character versus like I don't know the kings or whatever, and we're gonna stream it on Twitch. Like, I would watch it's like, that. It's like a meta fantasy league. Yeah, it's like everyone plays themselves in the league <laughs> until the season comes back. Do you think Devin Booker would have more or less assists in his 2K version? Dude, I bet he'd have more. I bet that dude probably passes all the time in 2K. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen to, like some of the obscure stuff like the salary cap and like free agency. Well, salary caps probably fucking gone. Uh, and probably the other way, um, you know, there's the, some of the players are spending money to support the like staff, but some of the owners are as well, which means the caps going down for sure. Obviously like broadcasting's getting dicked as well. So there goes more of the money. And I mean, is that a problem? I don't think so. I think we were in a little bit of a bubble anyways, and something needed to change. I mean, I know there was kind of a rumor for like a new CBA in like two years or something like that. So maybe this just kind of sparks that a little more, uh, which is going to be weird because they probably won't have time to negotiate one this year if they did. Um, and then... When it hits free agency, I mean, we're talking like in this proposed schedule, like September, October. Yeah, I mean, in that part, it actually makes sense, right? Because you think about like free agency, everything happened. Like, if you think about last summer, right? Everything happened the first like 24 hours. You got to think, too. Like, right now, everyone's just sitting at home. Like, the owners are like, hmm. What could I get for this player? Like, they're probably just bored as fuck talking to each other. Oh, imagine, like, Daryl Morey, dude. He's coming up with some weird-ass trade, you know it. Well, he was due for that crazy 10-day contract that now he won't be able to cash in on for the playoffs. That's a good point. This is, uh, you know, a little bit of a bummer, of course. Uh... All sorts of things are now closed. You know, we're talking dine-in restaurants, bars, movie theaters. So the one thing that is supposedly as of right now still kind of going forward, just without, um, you know, fans and some venue changes, the big three. Ice Cube was on the Breakfast Club yesterday talking about, uh, you know, they, they won't travel as much. So they won't have as many games outside of, like, L.A. and things. But they're planning on going ahead with it. That's pretty interesting to me. So, like, that could actually be, like, the biggest sports league in the world for a while. We're so desperate we'll watch Big Three. I mean... <laughs> so, it kind of reminds me of... Uh, have you ever seen a High Flying Bird on Netflix? No. So, basically, the, the premise of the movie is, like, an NBA... It's, like, an NBA-type movie. And it's basically... The whole point is, like, there was, like, a lockout... So it's like, what do players do in like the the free time, right? And it's like, you know, what is like the the like 
the main character is like um an, a sports agent and his client is like basically like the number one pick in like a draft so it's like oh like what's gonna happen like if there's a walkout then like these guys can't like sign their contracts for play or anything right so they end up like just playing like pickup and then they end up like commoditizing pickup into basically giving it to a streaming service so it bypasses like the nba bypasses like your tv contracts and you just like film nba players playing like one-on-one which is basically the big three yeah basically like maybe the tv money might just move to like big three content where it's like now it's like espn is like legitimately covering big three like on all their like morning shows like sports center and um the stephen a smith one there'll be these hot takes like why doesn't Steven Jackson have a 10-day contract with the Warriors? Seriously, like, it's going to be... Remember, like, when Joe Johnson was going to, like, come back and, like, shake up the league? It'll be like that, but on roids. That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Wow, dude. Are we going to be so desperate that we're in Big 3 mode? I mean, people are already <laughs> desperate on Netflix mode, and, like, it hasn't really started yet. <laughs> So the weird thing with like Netflix, right, and like a lot of the other streaming services, is that like, yeah, like all their stuff is gonna go up because people have to stay indoors, but like, they're all subscription model, so it's like unless they're actually growing their subscription base, it's not like they're making more money. It's not like they work on ads, right? Like, I guess like Facebook, it's like their their revenue stream is gonna go up because more people are just gonna be on Facebook now, because now you're just gonna dick around on your phone for like an extra few hours a day, and it's like, oh, okay, ad money. But I'm super, like, interested in seeing how, like, does Netflix try to do, like, what if we were to be the people that stream Big 3? Where it's, like, because that's the one thing they haven't, like, cracked into, right? Like, Amazon and Hulu and Netflix is the the sports side of this stuff yet. Well, what they should crack into is, you know, all these movies are getting delayed and whatnot. And now the theaters want to do basically, like, a premium release pay-per-view for these big releases now that you can't go to the theaters anymore. So, uh, like one of the movies, I think it's called like invisible man and a couple other ones are like, you can just pay to, to stream it like this brand new fucking movie straight to your TV. Like straight away. Yeah. And I mean, it's, a, it's more expensive than a, a movie ticket, but you know, if you watch it with like three people, it's actually cheaper. So, that's a good point. It's like we finally they, hit that. Like we, I thought we had that tech like five years ago at least. Yeah, but like the from like a business model though, they wouldn't do that for stuff that the movie theaters would make a killing on, right? Like the stuff that I mean, basically, you're talking about like they would basically dump it onto Netflix and you know like upcharge it a little bit to still make some money. But like they would do that with the stuff that they would have not really made that much money on anyway, right? You're saying I guess, they like, wouldn't I don't do know, it for, like, the Avengers? Yeah, like, imagine if, like, uh, uh, Endgame, like, had come out, like, this year, right? Like, there's no fucking way that Disney would be like, oh, yeah, we'll just dump it onto, like, Disney+. Plus. Like, yeah, even though, true. like, you know, we could charge, like, 25 bucks, and it's like, I still don't think they would do that. I think they would still... I mean, um, it's the easiest system to game. It's like, let's have an Avengers viewing party. 20 bucks for, like, 12 people to watch it. Exactly, right? Yeah. So, I, th- I mean, so I don't know. Maybe, a, I don't, hmm. 
does it help or hurt like the smaller ish kind of movies like i think it helps i think people are looking for new things to watch already (laughs) people have already burned through the office (laughs) i mean california and washington have been in like total lockdown mode for like the past six days already and it hasn't even really started yet that's a good point you got any recommendations for the viewers i have been watching i've been catching up on anime What like anime, like JoJo? And so I was watching. Uh, I'm almost done with uh, Keijo, and it is a. It's like a one season, like kind of one shot anime, and it's basically just a big parody of the entirety of anime. So like, there's characters that are like clearly knockoffs of characters from other shows, and like say the exact same things and like do similar stuff. But the premise is, uh. You know, all these people, they go to school to compete in this sport called Keijo, and there's all this mentor, teacher conflict and drama, and they're trying to battle, like, East versus West Japan for the Keijo Championship. And the, basically the sport is uh, these girls f- basically sumo wrestle each other with their boobs and their butts. Okay. But it's not like... It's not like, uh, so there's really like dumb technique names, which is hilarious. Like, you know, in Dragon Ball Z, you've got like the Kamehameha, like classic, like fucking stuff. But in this show, it's like vacuum butt cannon and like just ridiculously named shit. It's like, oh my God, what the hell? And it's just hilarious because it's such a big, like, uh, it's kind of like Deadpool almost, where it's like such a parody of everything else that it's funny. <laughs> it's also on YouTube, yeah. so that you helps got any a lot. basketball-related content? They, what, are you gonna rewatch anything, dude? I rewatched. I don't know, uh, like what, like the 1998 NBA Finals? <laughs> you were actually pretty close. I was watching the '96 <laughs> Bulls versus the Magic. Oh, the. The the year when Michael's back, right? And then they destroy Shaq? Or the year before where Shaq destroys the Bulls? Uh, 96 is the one where Jordan wins. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was like... Like, Penny Hardaway was posting up Scottie Pippen and scoring on him. Like, consistently. It's like, what the fuck? When did the that happen? The hardest thing to watch, though, is like some of the defense, though. Yeah, some of it's like actually kind of bad. Like, you put James Harden back then, and you're like, dude, James Harden's like Defensive Player of the Year. Which is so fucking crazy to say. It's like the, like, the team defense was way worse. It was, it was like a pickup game where it's like, you know, you just play like man on man, and it's like you just guard your guy. <laughs> and so, like, cuts like backdoor screens like all that stuff is just like wide open (laughs) that's why the baseline was just like such a feeding frenzy yeah i mean that's like why the triangle kind of worked i guess and like dude like luke longley was fronting shack in the post like what the fuck like are you an (laughs) idiot like what the hell um what about like i'm trying to think of like you think you'll go back and watch a bunch of kobe stuff I was thinking about it. 
but uh you know I've, I've been i've been going through in my brain like who's a player right now that like doesn't play currently but like didn't retire but could get like a 10 day somewhere because i assume like with the season starts again they couldn't sign like a 10 day player I... not gonna lie after seeing uncut gems i would go with kevin garnett well i was thinking you know jr smith jamal crawford you know some of the big three guys maybe so i was like going down highlight memory lane with all of them and uh yeah it's just just crazy times. It's like such so weird to have like a void. I don't know. It's like I didn't even watch that much this year, and for some reason, I feel like we've missed. I'm missing something. So on the, like a as like a side of like I was like writing down like a couple days like over the last couple of days like just random basketball related content of like things you could watch. So uh, you know, like here's like the classics are like Space Jam, Semi Pro. Hoosiers, right? Uh, I wrote down Basketball Diaries. You ever seen that one? Where Leonardo DiCaprio plays like a basketball player as like a kid? Yeah, there's uh, Coach Carter, right? That's a basketball movie. Uh, the first season of One Tree Hill. Yeah. Uh, set in North Carolina, so shout out to Wilmington. There's that new one, too. That, like, just came out. But you it's can't like go basketball. to the theaters, so... <laughs> oh, 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 the Ben Affleck one. Yeah, 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 yeah. the Ben Affleck one. Uh, so then then it starts to get a little dicey in terms of like, you know, is it even really worth your time? So uh, there's like this dude on, he's out there on r slash movies or r slash NBA, but he basically wrote up like the spec script for Space Jam 2. Oh, okay. And it's like, oh, now that all these players are like, available <laughs> right like now you can actually get like current guys like more of the current guys in right as opposed to uh you know just waiting till the off season and all that stuff uh yeah so, maybe yeah so if you were going to do a coronavirus sequel to space jam 2 and call it space jam 3 who do you have in that movie well clearly rudy gobert has to be in the movie yep right? i had him and donovan so it's him and Donovan. Now we know KD has to be in the movie, but he was probably in it anyways. Uh, I don't know. Rudy would be a good monster. So I guess it really fits kind of well. <laughs> um, who else would be in there? Uh, Chris Wood, right? Uh, off Detroit. Oh, right. There. Christian Wood. And what a, what you, a collection of names there, right? Chris Wood, you gotta followed throw, like, by Lanson. Rudy Gobert and Kevin Durant. <laughs> Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant, Lance Stevenson, Christian Wood. That sounds like a team that would make the playoffs to me. <laughs> That's how desperate we are. Is that better um, or worse than the current Jazz roster? You know, it's really, it's the KD thing, right? It's like, <laughs> KD's like a top three player in the NBA. <laughs> I mean, potentially. I don't know, depending on how he uh, recovers from his Achilles. Um, you got any good fake coronavirus cures? 
Some good ones that I've heard are uh, Bleach, obviously, Cocaine, and Masturbation. It's funny. I've heard all three of those as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go the cure to make up coronavirus is... Uh, it is uh, real sugar sodas is the, actually the cure. You know, all the high fructose corn syrup has been... Uh, infecting us with antibodies that are susceptible to corona and to alleviate that you need to uh disguise those bodies mixed in with uh pure cane sugar bodies that uh, have a special coating around the outside to uh not uh be susceptible to the virus itself uh, if you were not doing an NBA podcast, but you were doing a podcast uh, about something else, what would you choose to podcast about? Cocaine. Yeah, like let's say there was like hypothetically a lack of NBA content on which to discuss, and you needed something to fill the time. Clearly, it's cocaine masturbation, and what was the other one? Uh, I think it was bleach. Bleach? Yeah, those three topics. I feel like you could go a long time on those three. What's your power ranking in fake coronavirus cures? Definitely bleach is number one. Like, I feel like if there's one that works, it's probably bleach. Um, and then I think number two is the cocaine. I know it's hard to get, but that's probably why it works. And then masturbation just seems a little bit too easy for it to uh, actually help you. A lot you. of hand contact there. Yeah, it also seems like a good way to transmit the disease. <laughs> so, I mean, you got mouth, nose, and hands. Like, geez, like. Uh. If Bleach was an NBA team and Cocaine was an NBA team, what, what do you think? What do you think their setup is? is zone is Bleach playing a zone. Bleach is entirely box and one. Because they know how to cover one thing really well, and it's almost like you won't even see it. You'll just see bleach on him the whole time. Uh, but then there's some things, you know, bleach can't, can't always get to. Will uh, coronavirus actually speed up the number of threes that players will take as that allows for more space on the floor, also known as social distancing? Are we actually about to see way more threes? So you think there'll be at least six feet of separation between the player and the three-point line and the closing out player, and they'll just, just jack think... it up faster so they don't get more more coughs in their airspace? Yeah, I mean, in a way, this kind of leads me to, to kind of this last bullet point that I had was how basically the last decade, like the 2010s, basically prepared us for coronavirus by having things like digital entertainment really take off. Steph Curry ushering in a space revolution. So we got used to the idea of like non-contact. Um, social media really blowing up where yeah. it's like, oh, we have like ways to entertain ourselves without going outside. Even though people are still upset they can't go outside. Right, but it's one of those things where it's like people think they don't have the option to do it. So that's why it's like really a thing where it's like if it was their choice to stay inside, then it's like different than um, so you think the evolution of Mori Ball is actually Corona Ball? I mean, 
a lot of it really, I mean, just a lot of the trends that happened in the last decade, you know, in basketball and in life, have kind of gone this way, right? The idea that, like, smartphones and laptops, you can work from home. Uh, food delivery and, like, retail delivery, all that's in play. The idea that you can go to, like, r slash NBA streams to watch an NBA game. So it's like, you don't even really need to like go to the game, uh, 2K, esports, podcasts. So let's Netflix. take this a step further. Okay, go ahead. What are your signs that say, you know, it's not like the world's ending and it's the apocalypse, but like, what would it have to take for you to be like, oh shit, this is actually like gonna just ruin <laughs> everything? Like, what's what? What are the last strands of of humanity that we've got left to lose now? So I th- I hit me the other day when I was you know when when um I want to say it was last Thursday when that became kind of like the big like oh shit it's happening now like um in the U S at least and yeah you're just like messaging back and forth with, like a bunch of people right and I have a friend who you know will remain nameless um she works in like a hospital or like not in a hospital but she works in like uh like the health industry and that's what she's like in school for and everything right. Um, lack of common sense. She was like, kind of telling me like it's not like don't don't worry about it. Like the flu kills more people, and I was like, it's not going to infect 150 million people. <laughs> also, there's a vaccine. <laughs> In my opinion, like I know, she, like I'm I'm like cautiously optimistic right now. It's like okay, you know, I went to the grocery store and bought the food that was left over. You know, so like, yeah, but you don't work in the healthcare industry. That's why it scares me when healthcare people are talking like that. Oh no, no, I'm, and like this is this is the setup. So like, okay. all right, so we've canceled, you know, movie theaters, things to do. So everyone's just like at the beach or like walking around closed stores, kind of thing. Um, when it will really hit me is when these two things happen, and that is McDonald's closes. Because I feel like that'd be the last restaurant to close its doors. All right, fast food, yeah. And the postal service just, like, stops doing things. Then we know we're fucked. Then we know, all right, it, you know, it's time to hunker down, boys. We're we're going in it for the, uh, the, the Walking Dead hall. We're doing it. I think the other one to throw in there is, like, all of the like twenty four seven like utility companies that basically are staffed like twenty four seven. So like, electricity, water, um, internet, even right. And it's like, oh, what if we have to scale back like support? So it's like, oh, I've lost internet, but it's like, oh, the um, you know the ISP is not like they don't have a twenty four seven support center anymore. <laughs> I think, you know, if we get to, like, that point, then we're really, truly fucked, where it's like, oh, shit, I've lost internet, and there's no support center that can, like, field my call or, like, troubleshoot that or anything along those lines. Yeah, I think so. If it ever gets to, like, you know, at the, like, utility level, so, like, electricity, water, that type stuff, we're definitely fucked. Or the food supply, obviously, like, I mean, you know, hopefully it doesn't lead anywhere with that but um i think another one too might be if there's like too many people just roaming around like if they do a curfew kind of thing 
That's a good point. I think the other big, I mean, obviously the, the big one is, uh, what if like, you know, a presidential candidate dies? Yeah. <laughs> They're all septuagenarians who are going all across the country, shaking a lot of hands, meeting a lot of people. Yeah, and they're definitely within the uh, the cautionary group, you know, the infectionary group. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, especially, I mean, they're all over seventy. Um, Bernie was like really like seventy seven, seventy eight, somewhere around there. Health problems. Yeah. I mean, this actually has like on you know underpinnings on like depending on you know if this is like a two-month thing versus like a six-month thing it could really swing like democracy worldwide as borders are being shut across europe and people are obviously going to turn more not like um nationalistic and maybe even possibly like jingoistic of like let's just blame the poor people let's blame immigrants um which are usually your classic signs of an authoritarian regime moving in uh and then it's like oh what if you're Democratic like candidates <laughs> don't make it, <laughs> so then it's like we're stuck with like a vice presidential candidate maybe and and things like that. I mean, all that stuff's like in flux, or people don't vote because they're so scared to go vote. You know, I don't want to touch the. Uh, I don't want to wait in line with people. Yeah. Well, I don't want to wait in line. I don't want to go touch the uh, the like the touch screen where it's like thousands of people have like pressed their hands against that pane of glass. I mean. I mean, that's like the, the super pessimistic view of it is like, you know, we're looking at kind of how like 9-11 basically changed the world. Something sort of similar where it's like, you know, the whole world kind of shifts by this. But um, yeah. Do you think people start or doing like Corona shaming where it's like this person has Corona and people will pick on them? Or do you think it will get to the point where it's just... Enough people have been saturated by Corona that it's like it's the opposite. Like we're shaming people who don't have Corona. I think people are still human enough to shame people that have Corona. <laughs> shame what people for having the like, China virus. What happens when it's like eighty percent of people have had Corona? Do you think we're gonna like flip it? And it's like, oh, you haven't had Corona. Come over here. Let me cough on you. <laughs> How do you think this is going to affect um, things like Tinder or Bumble or uh, millennials who, in general, haven't been having that many kids probably laying off like <laughs> sexual contact <laughs> to the point that like there could be like a real lack of kids? <laughs> I mean, here's the other side is if you were like, uh, currently living with someone that you were going to have kids with. And that was like a perfect time to be like, well, we're at home together. We might as well start doing it, right? Oh, that's a good point. That's a good so, point. The, so there's a meme going around that's like, all these people quarantined right now. You know, in 2033, we're going to have this new brand of of millennials called quarantines. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, it's basically like it's basically the perfect storm of like Netflix and chill. <laughs> it's like the baby boomers, you know. This this whole period right now is like the exact opposite of that like two month period when Pokemon Go first came out. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Instead of everybody wandering outside, <laughs> like everyone's like wanting, everyone wanted to be outside and like 
help people out catch the thing or whatever now it's like <laughs> oh fuck you i'm going away <laughs> i'm hiding under my rock <laughs> uh um do you think uh we should get in on a dating app that is exclusive to people who just have corona um so it's like oh only if you have corona are you allowed to be on this like dating app coronly my corona oh there you go fucking book it boys <laughs> trademark it now oh, we're gonna <laughs> clip it and ship it let's do it all right you got any other uh corona or nba related content oh we never actually did run through this tournament of who would win this hypothetical championship not that it really matters because if anything it's always gonna have an asterisk next to it but um I guess, let's say that the first two rounds are five games apiece. What would be the weirdest team to win the NBA title? Maybe a fully healthy Nets? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> How sad is that? I mean, it feels like right now, like, if I had to make title odds, it'd be, like, Lakers, Bucks, Clippers... Whoever's third in the West, whoever's fourth in the West, <laughs> then maybe the Raptors. Uh, well, then... the Raptors, the whole thing is like international travel, right? Well, I, I like assuming like everything goes back to normal <laughs> yeah, in four months, kidding, you know? Uh, so like that would probably be my rankings. And then like Raptors Celtics would probably be like almost tied in my book. So... I don't know. Maybe the Grizzlies could like sneak sneak out like a first round win somehow. I don't know. I I kind of wonder like, does this favor the teams that have the superstars who have kind of already done it? So like the Lakers, or does it help a team that's kind of more on the up and coming side, like a Bucks, um, or like a a Utah? Or does it you know does it weirdly, you know? split kind of the difference and it's like a team like the Rockets where it's like they don't get bogged down in these seven game series and instead like they're a little bit more fresh for like five games five games oh that's a really good point and then it's like you know you know right, the last couple of years right the playoffs have like really slowed down compared to the regular season in terms of pace from the style of play and things like that and it's like you know do we still see that pattern you have two things to worry about there. One is Harden always burns out in that second round. Right, but it's it's almost like that equivalent would be like the finals. A round a round later, yeah. And then you have the third problem of LeBron always throws the first round a little bit. Ooh. I mean, I guess if they're playing the Grizz, they can probably get away with it. <laughs> yeah, that's normally what the uh, argument is. It's like, okay, well, if they're number one, they can probably get away with it. And then you have the second, <clears throat> I don't know if we can say Giannis burns out, but I think we can say that the Sixers and the Clippers have a fragility aspect that uh, would be helped out by having less games. That's true. Hmm. The thing is, though, with like less games, they're not necessarily more spaced out. I feel like they would still be like every other night or like every two days. I still think less games helps, though. I mean, that's, you know, how many that's miles true. on your body. Yeah, that's a good point. Despite... And it would really help, like, all the, um, the like, home, like the teams with the uh, the upper seeds, basically, because they would have the first two games out of five. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. It's like that helps tremendously. Plus, like now you're expecting people to come back without any like game speed up on their belt. So like even more so than ever, does the mileage probably pose a problem? What if the All-Star game was basically our equivalent of the NBA Finals? This I, is I okay happen. That's that. basically it. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have like a coronavirus charity event where it's basically the All-Star game again. It kind of makes sense, right? Like you basically had the East versus the West. So you basically had all the best players in the East versus all the best players in the West. And Kawhi ended up winning the MVP. And that kind is of your seems like what would happen. <laughs> 2020 NBA Finals in a nutshell. We appreciate you watching this coronavirus episode of Heart in the Paint podcast. <laughs> Uh, like, comment, subscribe. We will catch you all next time for more exciting cures to this impending disaster.